This is the Bart and Han Show on 98.7 ESPN. Before we get to your phone calls, it's the moment I have been waiting for since Joe Leo severely botched our spot with Nick Wright. So now we are going to punish him, not via guillotine, but we're going to allow him to bring us into the power hour. So Joe Leo, the floor is yours. It's 2 o'clock. You know what it's time for. The power hour, 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 hour. Oh, man. How was that, Julian? Your thoughts on what he just did? I think he needs a little bit more bass in his voice. Yeah, I agree. Not too bad for a first attempt. I don't know. Uh, do we think that that was good? Hit me on Twitter, Ty D. Butler. Weigh in on the power hour we just got from, uh, from, from Joe Leo because it definitely wasn't this. It's the power hour, 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 That's amazing. That's 17, which symbolizes the amount of, I guess, regular season wins Nick predict the Chiefs will have this year, 17 and 0. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you guys caught it. So as I banged the bong here in the studio, it fell on the floor. I just had to pick it up. It's that that bicep strength, man. Sometimes you don't know, you just don't realize how strong you are. Got to lay off gym day sometimes, huh? Got to lay off. By the way, uh, Power Hour brought to you by Jack Pocket. Let's get back to the phone line. So much to do. A lot of NFL on the table. I- I'm looking forward to it just because there's so many headlines coming into the season. Not just Jets, Giants. But you go all throughout the league. Kansas City, can they repeat? Eagles, are we expecting some type of a Super Bowl hangover? I actually think low-key Dallas might win that division. Haven't seen repeat division winners in, in the NFC East since 2004. You know, the Washington situation with Sam Howell and their quarterback, is he the right guy? They've got some pieces. I don't love them complaining about how they're being coached by Eric Bieniemy. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. Is there a second act for Russell Wilson? You could argue he needs it for his Hall of Fame case. Uh, last season was just the second of his career where he wasn't a pro bowler. So you could say he kind of needs it. If you're if he's a French Hall of Famer, he needs to have that second act. Can Deshaun Watson get back to being the player he was before all of his uh, horny off-the-field issues transpired? We forgot about Lamar. You know the song, Forgot About Dre? Forgot about Lamar. Did win an MVP. The the Ravens every year were a great team, at least during the regular season. They just added Zay Flowers and OBJ to go along with Mark Andrews. So their offense should be cooking. New offensive coordinator expected to be a little bit more pass happy. What does Pickett look like in year two? Tomlin's teams never finished below 500. He's still one of the best coaches in football. Tua stays healthy. What's Miami's ceiling? Can they win this division? Could this be the end for Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen? There's been some... uh, some animosity there. They're trying to downplay. I love Josh Allen going on with, uh, he was on Shine Show, and he said, yeah, this is the best our relationship has ever been. Yeah, right. Uh, we'll, see, we'll have to see that to believe it. If Buffalo fails, I wonder, uh, could McDermott be on the hot seat? Because, you know, every year they're supposed to be the Super Bowl contender, and then last season was the worst of them all, going to Cincinnati and getting embarrassed. And don't give me Josh Allen's elbow injury. I'm sorry, I can't do that. Uh, could this be it for Bill Belichick in New England? I don't know. Starting to hear some rumblings. They missed the playoffs again, considering how they've drafted, performed in free agency, which would be great, Joe. Week 18 in Foxborough, Jets, knocks, uh, Jets knock Belichick out of New England. One can only dream. Uh, what does uh, Kyle Shanahan have to do in order for San Francisco to answer for the Trey Lance debacle? Trading all of that capital to move up to get him. You look at all the players they could have added to their team to help them win the Super Bowl. The one thing he's supposed to be able to get right is the quarterback. And for some reason, the guy they love couldn't get that right, which is interesting to me when you hear people talk about, oh, could Dak's job be in trouble in Dallas? I have a general rule that if Kyle Shanahan can't fix you, you're unfixable. Uh, I don't see Dak Prescott going from you know where he's looked upon within that Dallas organization to losing his job to Trey Lance, who, by the way, before his fifth-year option is decided on, won't play a single snap in meaningful action as long as you know, Dak's there as the quarterback. Cowboys with Super Bowl aspirations, I don't think his job is in jeopardy at all. I think people have gone crazy just because it's the Cowboys and they want to 
you know, spice it up and, and entertain themselves. But I just don't see that happening. Geno Smith, is he the real deal? I'm starting to see a lot of people pick the Seahawks as a team that could come out that NFC West. A little disrespect to the Niners. Mike Evans, available at the deadline. Hello, Jets. Devontae Adams will take you too. Hello, Jets. Is he available at the deadline? Then you, of course, get uh, rookie debuts for Stroud, Richardson, and Young starting the season. Uh, and then Jordan Love. That's going to be something to watch too. Imagine the Packers get rid of Rodgers, then make the playoffs after missing it last year, and then adjust missed the playoffs. That would be a nightmare. 800-919-3776. I am so fired up for this season. Dave's in the car, wants to talk on the show. What's up, Dave? What's going on, Ty? What's going on, man? Listen, I was listening, and it was you had one of these callers that was just going on and on with all these different questions. And I said, you know, I got to call in. First of all, let's talk about the Bengals. And let's talk about how not too long ago they got beat by who? The Jets. Yeah, that was. Who's our quarterback? I mean, come on. No, I hear you, Dave. I'll let you finish. Um, Not to pull Kanye West. But I will say, looking at that game from two years ago, they were coming off of, uh, I I think they they beat the Ravens something like 41 to 17. Big game, division game, they improved to 5-2. and two, So you could understand the letdown, having to play the Jets the week after. But, yeah, you're right. The Jets did go in, you know, go in there and beat them. Exactly. And then we talk about this offensive line, about how bad our offensive line is. Joe Burrow's offensive line was horrific. How many times did he get sacked? The most. And they made it all the way to the Super Bowl with that squad. So – when they sit here and talk about the Jets' offensive line, and I guarantee you that Bengals' defense is nothing compared to the Jets' defense. I mean, you got Quinn Williams. That could be the next Aaron Donald, to be honest with you. And what I don't get is that, you know, they they think Aaron Rodgers is just, like, like average. Are you kidding me? He is a top-five quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You had Don over here talking about, oh, Aaron Rodgers is better than Joe Montana, for crying out loud. I mean, remember that? I mean, I, I just don't understand how these callers sit here and think they want to downplay on the Jets. And you, they got to realize it's our time. It's finally our time. It's been a long, long road. I mean, when's the last time they won a Super Bowl? Sixty-nine. A long time ago. Yeah. So, it's been a while. Know, I mean, let's let I mean let let's soak in all of this, and when we put it out on the field, and and and, and we shut up all the naysayers, I'm gonna be so happy, and I can't wait until the season starts. And then I want to hear these same callers call on the phone and still they're going to find something to complain about. That's all they ever do. they they just miserable. And, and they let me, you know, misery loves his company. But I just don't understand it, how you can sit here and talk bad about the Jets right now. When they are, I, I mean, yeah, you what you can say about Robert Sala, but at the end of the day, remember when he was on the 49ers. I remember what that defense looked like on the 49ers. Now you're implementing him on the Jets. And you see what the you see what the difference is now. I hear you, Dave. Listen, Dave. I look. I, I appreciate the call. Let's not go too far with the whole Quentin Williams as Aaron Donald. That you know that's disrespectful to Donald. Love Q. He's been awesome. Well deserving of his contract. I can't put him on 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 the same you know level as Donald, especially just yet. Uh, as far as you know, the Bengals, the Jets don't have that duo of Higgins and Chase. Now Garrett Wilson is electrifying, and maybe they can find someone to become that number two receiver who is not equally electrifying, but can you know be a legitimate force and a legitimate threat. I love the running back room where you have a bunch of options with Cook and Hall and Carter and Izzy. The tight ends will maybe see some more involvement from them this year just because you have a legitimate quarterback. It's just like the, the, the significant leap you took on offense is enough to make you feel great about this team ceiling. And then you throw in just how awesome the defense is. Because I think that even though we call them a top five defense, sometimes that feels a little bit like an undersell just because of any unit last year on that side of the ball were they didn't they have the toughest assignment just because they took the field every game knowing we can't give up any points our offense is not going to score 
Remember that New England game? Mac Jones' offense put up three points. Jets still lost. So I, I, I hear you on the expectation. You just got to give me more than it's our time. It, it's, 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 it's our time. Like we need more than like football god stuff. We need you know X's and O's. Head coach showing that he's legitimate. Offensive line coming together. And this team going from, I think, one of the biggest areas of concern that doesn't get talked about enough is you got a lot of players on this roster who went from playing in games last year that literally no one cared about to now they are the team. They are the topic of conversation. I'm looking at Sports Center now and Ryan Clark's breaking down Jets' bills. They're going to be getting so much national attention. So you, you transition from those games, no one paying attention to you, to, all right, every single game counts in this division, in this conference, with that quarterback who's got his legacy to play for, though the expectations are, are sky high. You're just hoping that with all the question marks, they can be answered in a way that's conducive to you winning football games. And then you look at the end of the season, as long as you get Rodgers, I get his 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 record in the playoffs post-Super Bowl, 7-9. and nine. And that includes a lot of home games where he lost to inferior opponents, and it was a disappointment. But as long as I get that guy with these weapons and that defense in the playoffs, I feel really good about who I'm playing against. Doesn't mean I'm going to beat Kansas City or Cincy, but for the first time in a long time, I feel great about what my team can accomplish simply because of who they have under center. Here's Brian in Manhattan. What's up, Brian? Yeah, I, I was going to talk Mets, but you go in football. So I guess the big question for the are we going to get the Aaron Rodgers from two years ago? you know, or earlier in his career, or are we going to get the Aaron Rodgers from last year? Because, you know, as a name and as a football sort of fame guy, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. I don't think anybody who doesn't have an ax to grind can say that watching Aaron Rodgers over his career, he hasn't looked like perhaps the most talented quarterback of all time. Obviously, his, his results don't pan that out, but he was in Green Bay. So really, that's the big question. You know, is he going to be able to have a rebirth with the Jets? Was last year just sort of a one-off? And I, you know, I would wonder, especially given his age, if last year was just sort of the beginning of sort of the, you know, the downswing of his career. It's the the ultimate question that's going to be hovering over the Jets, at least to start the season. And you just reminded me quickly, because the caller brought up Don... Um, saying that Rodgers' all-time is better than Montana. If I heard Don correctly, uh, I think he was talking about just talent-wise. Joe Montana is the more accomplished quarterback, and up until Brady surpassed him, was viewed as the greatest quarterback of all time. I think Don was just talking, and I don't want to speak for him, but from my recollection of listening to that conversation with him and Grasso last week, it was purely about the talent. And yes, Rodgers is one of, if not the most talented quarterback of all time, but to your point, the question is... What is he? Is he the guy that last year looked close to retirement and 28 and 12 touchdown and interception, nothing to sneeze at? But in this conference, that's not going to be good enough. Or is he the guy that three years prior had a TD to interception ratio of a 111 to 13, which is just, I mean, unbelievable? He almost lapped his uh, interceptions by 100. Is he closer to that guy who won two MVPs with Hackett? Or what we saw last year, 800-919-3776. Back to your phone calls. Uh, Brandon Jacobs is going to join us at 3 o'clock. We're also going to, uh, at some point later in the hour, debut a little game called In or Out that I hope to use throughout the season. And I say debut. We've done it before, but it's been a long time since we got a chance to do that. Got a chance to do that. Uh, but we will get back to your phone calls. 800-919-3776. Tidy Butler on Twitter and Instagram. We return right here on 98.7 ESPN. That means it's the power hour, 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 hour. This is the Bart and Han Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, this, is, this song is apropos, Joe Leo. You're getting crushed on Twitter, my man. Big Jim fan says that might have been the worst power hour ever. LeBron's locker, that power hour was garbage. No excitement. Now Steve's coming at both of us saying, I don't know what's worse, the power hour by Joe or the gong smash by Ty that knocked the gong to the ground. So you're getting, you, you're getting destroyed. Anything to say for yourself? 
It happens. You don't have enough bass in your voice when you're doing it. I, yeah, I mean, hey, listen, it's the first attempt. You got to say it with your chest. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe next Labor Day. Maybe we can get some revenge. Maybe the Arizona Arizona Cardinals should bring you to the front uh, of the room to do their uh, their stir. Their inspirational speeches. Because what happened with uh, Jonathan Gannon was a disaster. Maybe you'd be better. So I'd fit the... Uh, you'd fit the mold. The, the killer mold you, that Jonathan Gannon's looking for? The, the fire pit in your stomach and the coming on the bus or driving. I mean, all, all of it. Just every, every part of it. The lack of bass and confidence in his voice. Everything. Um, Phrasing. <laughs> uh, so by the way, someone else hit me and said... Uh, Adam Anton says Aaron Rodgers with a broken thumb had stats that last that he's got a couple typos here that unpassed many all season numbers. I don't know what unpassed. I guess surpassed. He's looking for uh, many all season numbers than any Jets quarterback in their history. With that last year, we make the playoffs, and the latter speaks toward itself. Look, I get that. You don't have to convince me. If you had just gotten you know Julian to play quarterback last year, the Jets would have made the playoffs seven and four with that defense. But we have to see if the if the ceiling is winning a Super Bowl, if the expectation is winning a, a playoff game, which to me it's about. If you're the Giants, I think you have to make the playoffs, or that's a disappointment. If you're the Jets, I think you have to make the playoffs and win a game. Or that's a disappointment. However you lose is going to be disappointing. But I, I'm saying what the standard has to be in order for us to not look back on this season and deem it a failure, those are the two things that have to happen. And for the Jets, yes, it, it's about getting just better quarterback play. But if you fashion yourself to be a contender, a team that could go toe-to-toe with Mahomes and a team that could go toe-to-toe with Burrow and, and win this division— Josh Allen, you have to be closer to the guy we saw in Green Bay win multiple MVPs. And then the stat that is very depressing, because you come across these these uh, numbers with the Jets. Josh Allen has won the AFC East more times in the last three seasons than the Jets have in their franchise history, 3-2. to two. Very depressing. Very, very depressing. And this is a big game on Monday night. I don't want to go as far as to say must win, but it kind of started to feel like one of those games you have to have. It's a division game at home against a team without their best player on defense. Von Miller's on the pup list. So you would figure, are you going to have any better option? Now, we don't know how the season's going to unfold, injuries and whatnot, but if things are to remain the way they are, are you going to have a better chance to beat the Bills, then right now, when, when both teams are coming off of a, an, a preseason where you saw limited action from the starters, so everyone's still figuring things out, you're at home in your building, brand new atmosphere with the quarterback, I think that, that you know, there's something to be said about that. And by the way, we're in Power Hour, brought to you by Jack Pocket. Powerball is $435 million. Mega Millions is 108 Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jackpocket. Download the Jackpocket app and get your first ticket free using code ESPN. 18 or older gambling problem. In New York, call 1-877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In New Jersey, call 1-800-GAMBLER. See jack, uh, jackpocket.com slash TOS for terms of service. 800-919-3776 is the number. Quickly, I wanted to get to this. Um, as far as... Uh, like the Jets, right? Came across this headline yesterday. It was Joe Klecko, who is kind of walking back some of the comments he made uh, earlier in the offseason. Because I was so angry, me as a Jet fan, and it's not being a homer, I was so angry when the news of Rodgers potentially coming here first surfaced, and there were fans against it. Like, we're going to be the fan base and we, we could do the whole history. You know, having won since 69, having made the playoffs since 2010, you've had one winning season. You know, 2015 was the last time you had a winning season. Like, we're going to be the fan base that says no to a Hall of Fame quarterback? Why? Because of his postseason failures. Oh, yeah, you haven't been there in a decade plus. Oh, no, because he's only had one Super Bowl. 
Yes, you guys share that in common. Your last one happened 54 years ago. I, I cannot be the fan that's like, you know what? You know, he's, he's too dramatic. Uh, he's cancerous. And I thought all of that was overblown. But even Joe Klecko was one of those nays- the naysayers. Because, you know, a couple months ago when asked if he'd want Aaron on the team, he said, no, I wouldn't. I don't see a guy like Rodgers fitting in with the mentality that these kids have and everything like that. I could be wrong. He's a tremendous quarterback. He's a smart guy. I just think he could be more of a detriment. I really do. Is he a great player? Absolutely. I just don't see him fitting. And he said he preferred Derek Carr, which I don't understand. Derek Carr's played one playoff game in his life. Rodgers has had 21 games of experience in the postseason. You're looking for something that's going to take you to the next level, not keep you on a treadmill. And is Derek Carr a a significant improvement over that disaster you had last year? Of course. But with Rodgers sitting there, I understand the history. It's just the upside is too much. It's too juicy to pass up. But speaking of Klecko, at least he found some wisdom. In this regard, he walked it back. He did tell TMZ he thinks Rodgers uh, makes them a team that now can make the Super Bowl. He could make the Super Bowl. And I, I, I actually am starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable with the expectations being high. And it's not because I'm scared or, or you know nervous about what could happen. I felt this way about hard knocks. You know, when people are like, oh, no, this is going to be a distraction. If that's derailing you, then you were never primed for success anyway. Like, you have to have some sort of a backbone where you know, a couple of extra cameras for an HBO series shouldn't completely fracture you. That would be a problem. This team should be able to overcome that. But there is a part of me listening to people that say, like Nick, when I had him on, he's like, nope. I think they're going to be about a seven or eight win team. I think they have little to no chance to make some noise in the playoffs. I feel more comfortable as a Jet fan living in that space where the expectations are low. Because I want this to be a prove-it year. I want this to be hunger. I don't want the Jets to rest on the laurels of we have a Hall of Fame quarterback. There's still a lot to play for. There's still a lot you have to prove. You've done nothing. You've won the offseason. That's it. Everything we've, we've said is based on potential. That is not actually rooted in results, pre- previous results. We've never seen this team play a single snap together, all of its parts. So I, I want there to be that go-hard feeling, which should be. I, I, I just don't want them to come, become complacent because the first episode of Hard Knocks, I'm watching everyone, and, you know, Rogers is walking through the facility, and it's like Jesus walked on water. Everyone's in awe. It's now time to get serious. It's now time to see... Look, there are legitimate expectations. This is different territory. And as a fan, I don't, I've never experienced this. Like, yeah, you can go back to 2010, and you know, I believe it was the, they had the fifth best odds to win the conference. But this is different. We're talking Super Bowl. We're talking, you know, could he become, you know, on the he could be, become someone who joins that Mount Rushmore if he finds a way to slay the dragon with this team and this conference. Remains to be seen. But I want them to kind of, I wish they had flown under the radar just a little bit more. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Chris is in Beth Pace. Wants to chime in on the Jet conversation. What's up, Chris? Hey, Ty. Um, just a couple things. Uh, first of all, I think Joe Leo did a pretty good job with the uh, power hour. But just, you know. Uh, did I he make you, you uh, say that? Did he say, I'm not going to put you on the air unless you say that? No, no, not at all. I offered it up right away because, you know, I just wanted to be fair. Um, secondly, technically speaking, the last time the Jets won a Super Bowl was the Johnson administration because they won it January 12th, 1969. Nixon wasn't inaugurated till January 20th of that year. So we're off by a week, but I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate Uh that correction. We were off by a week. I know you're, I know you're a man of intellect and you always like to keep your facts straight. I know. I want to keep my facts. We were off by what? Eight days. You said the the 12th to the 20th. I know. No, I love it. I, I love it. And now, going forward, because if that's a punchline, the Jets haven't won since the you know blank administration. You want to make sure it's right. I was off by eight days, but so I appreciate you bringing you that know. to the table. And you didn't have to Google that. You you just knew it. 
No, I know it. That's okay. that's why I always call Rothenberg. I knew history, even Vito Cap. So. And you didn't have to anyhow. Google the answer to that. I appreciate that when you bring that to the exactly. program. Exactly. <laughs> so anyhow, Ty, you, you know I'm a big Giant fan, but I I am really going to root for the Jets this year. I really, I'm very. I can't wait to watch Jet games this year. You know, obviously, and um, but as I was telling Joe, that I think the Jets have to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm sorry. Really? Do you think it's, it's Super Bowl or bust? Yeah, I do. I'll tell you why. Ty. Okay. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Think about it. All right. So say you, you know, whatever. You make the playoffs. You win a playoff game and then you lose the championship game. Okay. You know, now next. Now you got to worry about going through this whole thing again next year with a quarterback who's a year older. You know, that's the problem. It's not like you're doing it with a 26, 27 year old quarterback like with a Pat Mahomes and you can get back there again and again or Joe Burrow. You know, you've got to do it, and this is the year. I think everything's lined up. And, uh, you know, the one thing that scares me a little bit is I have to say the coaching. I'm just a little worried that Salah may be. not be the guy. You should yeah. be. We have, we've had no evidence that he is a good head coach. And, and, Chris, you've been watching football your entire life. What we know is there are a lot of things you can hide. You can't hide subpar inferior coaching. You cannot yeah, hide that. Listen, take it from me, a Giant fan. What did I suffer through for the last 10 years before <laughs> Dable got there? Buffoons. I mean, brutal coach. Brutal. <laughs> we, we had a coach that was running quarterback oh, sneaks man. on his own eight-yard line yeah, two he, plays in a row. Just think about that. So much so that there's a conspiracy that maybe he was just trying to get fired. Right? Because you cannot Please. explain that. And I appreciate the call, Chris. Always good to hear uh, from you. I, I, I hear him because like when people – shy away from Super Bowl or bust expectations, they say, well, you know, he's going to be here for longer, which sometimes I tend to agree with. But the reality is, like, you look at the landscape of the conference, there is no certain... How are you sure that with Rodgers getting older, it gets easier? Because what do you worry about? The legitimacy of the conference, how arduous it is to, you know, to get to a Super Bowl, the path, right? Mahomes, not going anywhere. Uh, Burrow, not going anywhere. Josh Allen, not going anywhere. Lamar Jackson, just signed a new contract. Justin Herbert, just signed a new contract. We haven't even mentioned Trevor Lawrence. Not going anywhere. Like, it's it's brutal. And then the Steelers with Kenny Pickett, right? Like, he's in year two. We don't know what he's going to become, but at least with the infrastructure of, 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 you know, the Steelers and the blood there that, you know, Tomlin, what he brings to the table as a head coach, they're always going to be a 500 team. That's why when people say it's it's super it's not Super Bowl or bust just because they have an elongated window when Rodgers comes and says he plans to play multiple years the pushback is the conference doesn't get easier and he's only going to get older and you went all in you've added like Dalvin Cook and some of these guys once you start having to pay players on your defense and at some point you're going to have to pay some of the guys on your offense that's going to take away from the, the the pieces you have, so you got to strike where the iron is hot. Eddie's in Rockford. What's up, Eddie? Hey, bud, how you doing? You know, I hope the Jets do good. I've been watching them for a long time back in the seventies. The second team you can watch at four o'clock, so you had to watch the Jets. And I rooted for them to be good. I don't understand that whole rivalry. I would like to see more Giant versus Jet Super Bowl. No one even talks about that, but. My problem with the Jets is two couple things. It's not. It's either going to be coaching or injury that screws them up. But I think Rodgers will be here for four years, hopefully, barring injury, and uh, they'll have a good chance. They'll probably be in one Super Bowl and like two cha- and two championships, hopefully. But uh, the main problem with the Jets is the fans, because every year I don't know how long you've been a Jet fan for. Every year, the Jets fan is always the first fan to say they're going to be in the playoffs. And I have tons of friends that are Jet fans. I go to some Jet games, and it's fun to go to because they're a little wild. But they're always the first to say, this is the year we're going to the playoffs. I mean, but listen, it's because – I appreciate the call, Eddie. It's because they've been deprived for so long. You're just trying to find something to grasp onto. 
And, you know, for a while, it was this carousel of young quarterbacks. Then, you know, it was head coaches, new GMs. So you've been playing the same game for a very long time. Now, could you say we've swung the pendulum too far in the other direction that we're prematurely talking about Super Bowl when this team hasn't played a single snap together? Maybe there's a case to be made for that. But the Jet fans, like the Nick fan, like the Met fans, are conditioned to two things and it's simultaneous which is weird right like they're conditioned to be pessimistic because they you know anytime there's expectations on them they're expected to fall short just because of what they've been subjected to as fans but they're also conditioned at least at the start of the season (laughs) to be flying high and now uh, it's that on steroids when you add Rodgers to this team celebrate the return of football with Bart and Han and 98.7 ESPN live from Margaritaville in Times Square this Thursday, September 7th. As the NFL season kicks off, the guys will be broadcasting live from noon to 3 and will be joined by former Giants wide receiver Amani Toomer. We just want to plug the show. New York game day gets back uh, popping this Sunday from 9 to or 8 to 11, I should say, with Anita Marks, Mike Tannenbaum. She's going to have her fantasy football hour from 7 to 8, New York game day from 8 to 11. And this year, they will be joined by wide receiver Amani Toomer. So that should be fun. Uh, as far as Barton Hahn is concerned, they'll have football-themed merch and an opportunity to win jet tickets to the home opener. It's Barton Hahn's back-to-football event Thursday, September 7th from Margaritaville in Times Square. And head to Margaritaville all football season long and enjoy $20 beer buckets and $6 margaritas plus $3 off any appetizer during NFL or college games. Coming up next, in or out with Joe Leo, 98.7 ESPN. Bang the bong here. This is the Bart and Han Show on 98.7 ESPN. So yesterday, before we get back to the phone calls and in or, in or outs, uh, let's throw this at you real quick, Joe Leo, because I'm a big, like, uh, hypothetical guy. Like, that's always going on in my brain, figuring out, like, different situations. So I go to the bathroom uh, yesterday morning, and I'm going through my routine, and you know I'm I'm so sleep deprived. I've got my nine month old Maverick, who I, I guess is like trying to set a world Guinness record for the amount of times he can wake up per hour overnight, and it's killing me. So what I do is uh, as I'm going to brush my teeth, I grab the Arm and Hammer toothpaste, grab a toothbrush, I'm pouring the toothpaste on the toothbrush, then I figure out. Wrong toothbrush. It's my wife's toothbrush. And look, we're married, but that's still nasty. Like, that's still gross. You wouldn't be using someone else's toothbrush. So my question to you is, what would you rather? And now, now consider this as a stranger. Would you rather use a stranger's toothbrush or their loofah? It's a tough one. This is a real tough one. I think I'm going to... Huh. Because they're both pretty that's, darn that's, gross. That's pretty personal on either end. I think I, I got to go loofah. Because at least... I don't know, man. You're at the... least you're putting, like, yes, toothpaste, but at least you're putting soap on it. You know what I mean? It's still gross, though. You're dealing with... You don't know what people got going on in their bodies. It's yeah, but I don't, I don't want to... Whatever's going on in someone's mouth, I'm good. Yeah, we're talking gingivitis. We're talking halitosis. Cavities. There's a lot. There's a lot going on there. How about you, Julian? You rather use someone's, a stranger, toothbrush, or loofah? That's that's a tough one. Um, I'm leaning toothbrush. <laughs> oh I know God. it's gross. They're both gross, but like uh, loofah is like already gr- pretty gross, and that's been like you can't. You gotta know it's been all over the body. I'm just picturing like just think of like the worst mouth possible you could imagine and how it looks, and now you've got to use that person's toothbrush. I know, but like the loofah's already pretty gross, and yeah. it's just you know where it's been. I don't want that on me. How about this? Uh, all right. Would you rather walk around all day with a booger in your nose or with bad breath? A booger. I would do booger. Julian? Like snot rocket? Like that? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just hanging off, hanging out the nose. Oh, hanging out? Yeah, it's just I, hanging there. No, like, no, no it's, bad... clearly, it's clearly visible. I don't want to say hanging out like on a string, but it's clearly visible. Oh, Everyone no. who comes across you sees that it's there. I'm changing my answer then. To what? Bad breath. 
Do you rather have bad breath? How about you, Julian? Yeah, I feel like bad breath is right, so a little less embarrassing. Bad breath or funky underneath your underarms? Smelly. Bad breath, because that you could at least play off as you ate something that made it bad breath. If if you got B.O., there's nothing higher than that, (laughs) especially if you're going on, like, the trains or something. You don't want that. Yeah, I'd have to agree. You don't want to be the guy that smells. This this is what's Bad going through smell. my mind every day, which is why I love the the Widget game that they play on the K show. These, I, I've got these all you know cooking in my brain all day long. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Joe Leo, front and center, baby. Let's play a little game of uh, in or out. How about we do that? So this is an idea that you actually sprung upon me. Yeah, let's explain it. So Joe Leo is going to pose uh, a, a take to me, and I'm going to tell him whether or not I'm. In on it or out on it. So, for example, is uh, this Super Bowl or bust for the Jets? I will tell him, yes, I'm in on this being Super Bowl or bust, which means I think, yes, if the season does end short of your Super Bowl, is a bust, or no, I'm out on that take. So you get the deal. Let's, let's, let's do it, Joe. First one I got for you, Jets must win against the Bills in week one. I'm out on this. I don't want to call a week one game must win. It sounds crazy when you've got – 16 more of these bad boys. I will say it's an important game. It's a game I would love to have because you figure even the most optimistic Jet fan is going to take uh, uh, a split against the Bills, and you would imagine that the one game you get against them will be at home. So it's a big game. It's one you'd love to have. It puts you in a great spot to all, you know, right shot out of a cannon Get that divisional game in your win column, but I'm out on it being a must win. Jets defense needs to take a step up to truly make them a Super Bowl contender. I'm out on that. I think their defense is pretty legit. They were fourth in all of football last year. The one thing I say they can make as far as an improvement is takeaways. They were one of the worst teams last year in takeaways, so having a defense be advantageous in that regard and putting your offense in better position, but to capitalize off of shorter fields, I think would be in the best interest of this team, especially early with an offense that's still trying to figure things out. Could be some, you know, lack of synergy. Has haven't played a lot together. The offensive line, a lot of question marks there. Uh, but as far as like they need to take a next step in order for them to be in a Super Bowl conversation, I'm out on that. I think they are as good as advertised. And even if they remain where they were last year, they could definitely win a Super Bowl. That one was just for our friend Nick Wright. <laughs> next one, switching to the Giants. Is this a make or break campaign for Daniel Jones? Uh, I am out on this being make or break just because the, you know he's got another year of guaranteed money in this deal. So the way the Giants have set up this contract I thought was brilliant. They can get out of it after two years. I don't think it's make or break, but there's a lot of pressure on him. Uh, you just got paid $40 million. I find it odd that the expectation is that your team should take a step back to the point where you miss the playoffs. So what team pays their quarterback $40 million and they miss the playoffs? And I laugh when I hear people say, well, you know, you will feel great about the season that, you know, if they miss the playoffs, but somehow Daniel Jones take that, takes that next step where he's top 10. I just don't see that happening. How if he takes the next step? Everyone has him or most people have him in that 15 range if he jumps four quarterbacks to get to top 10 five quarterbacks to get to top 10 how is it possible with all the weapons they have on offense with the depth they have on defense with that head coach who was the best of anyone according to the honors he received last season how is it possible they're missing the playoffs so I'm out on this being make or break, but there's a lot of pressure on him. And I think that, you know, if the Giants if the Giants fashion themselves as a team that is to, moving in the right direction, after you give your quarterback that big-time money, I think it's incumbent upon you guys to make the playoffs. Switching to baseball, was hanging on to the kids the right move for Brian Cashman? Um, in on hanging on to the kids being the right move just because we've seen, first of all, if, if for no, no other reason than to say that the trades they've made have just been bad, So now you have an opportunity to infuse some optimism into the organization, into the fan base, and some energy to the team. Dominguez, what a weekend for him. Wells was good. Uh, Pereira, Peraza, Volpe. Like, you've got legitimate players. Cabrera, throw him in there. You have a legitimate young crop of, of guys 
who, if they pop, can ultimately change the tenor of the feeling of this team just because you feel like they're old, they're slow, they're unathletic. Well, if you hit on, you're not going to hit on all of them. If you hit on a couple of these guys, that changes things drastically. Staying with baseball, is it a may or is it, do Buck Showalter and Aaron Boone get a pass this season for how bad their teams have played? Uh, I am out on them getting a pass. I think it's crazy. Well, first of all, last year, Buck should have gotten criticism for his team blowing a 10-and-a-half-game division lead uh, that they had on June 1st. I, I think for Boone, missing the playoffs, he deserves criticism for. It's crazy to me when whenever these guys are in the midst of prosperity— we have to praise them. But once turmoil hits and they're, you know, their teams are not playing well, they get a pass? We can't criticize, criticize them? Why? Well, all the decisions they make are organizational. Uh, that's BS to me. If I can praise you when your team is, is doing great things, I can criticize you when your team's failing and when your team's faltering. So I'm out on them getting a pass. I don't think Boone should be brought back. Buck Showalter, we'll see what happens with him. The Mets have to bring in new decision makers. President of baseball operation? Does he bag the GM? Does he bag the, uh, the 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 manager? But I'm out on them getting a pass. If I can praise you, if things, if the Mets and Yankees were contenders right now, we'd be talking about these guys being in the running for manager of the year in their respective leagues. So now that they're both you know, as bad as they are, I have to be able to criticize you. Last one. I have to put a basketball one in here for you. Is Tom Thibodeau's job on the line if the Knicks do not at least get back to where they were last season? That's tough. Well, uh, at least get back to, meaning they get to the second round of the playoffs. They make the playoffs and lose a tough first-round series. Is his job on the line? I'm in on this, actually. He's got two years left on his deal, which means at the conclusion of this season, they have to make a decision on him whether or not he is the guy best suited to take them to the next level. We've seen Tom Thibodeau teams excel during the regular season, all, you know, only to falter during the playoffs. You wonder, is that just a product of circumstance when he was in Chicago? Had some tough injuries he had to deal with, especially Derrick Rose when he had to Minnesota. Maybe they outperformed expectations in the regular season that set him up for postseason failure. And with the Knicks, we've seen you know Julius Randle's best player fall short in the playoffs, and you know they got to the second round. So he deserves credit for that. But as far as like what this season means for him, I think he's got some pressure on him. And the Knicks have to make a decision on a contract extension. Can you get that? Can you get that extension if you make the playoffs and get bounced in round one? I don't believe so, so I'm in on this being a big season for him as far as his contract. That's it? That's all I got for you this week. There we go. ESPN New York is celebrating the return of Jets football with the Michael K. Show live from the lounge at Meadowlands Racetrack on Monday, September 11th. Before the Jets kick off their season against the Bills on Monday Night Football, start your tailgate early with the K-Show and the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands Racetrack, America's number one sportsbook. That's my mom's birthday, so we're a week away from my mom turning 49. How about that? 800-919-3776. Back to your phone calls when we return for the final hour of the show. Brandon Jacobs also going to join us, so we'll have some fun with him. Ty Butler in for Barton Hahn right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Bart and Han Show on 98.7 ESPN. And I'm excited. You get football on Thursday between two teams expected to win their respective divisions. Uh, the Lions out in the North and the NFC. And of course, the Chiefs, the defending champs in the AFC West. You've got the Jets, Monday night football, but preceded by the Giants on Sunday. Night football against the Cowboys. And I'll be uh, doing a new show with this next gentleman, we bring in a two-time Super Bowl champion. You know him. You love him. Brandon Jacobs. He joins the program. B, what's up, my guy? What up? What up? What up, Ty, man? How's everything? Everything is good, man. So I guess, like, and you're used to this, you know, in your playing days, you got that final tune-up in the preseason. This is our final tune-up before we get it popping on Sunday, man. Yeah, man. It's time to get it, man. These boys have been working for a whole, I, I, man, I guess you can call it, you know, eight months. They've been working for the last eight months to, you know, come back and uh, and get opportunity to correct a lot of things that they didn't get opportunity to do last year. So it's that time, man. You got guys up for contract. You got some guys coming into their free agent uh, year uh, and, and got to leave it all on the field. So, man, so this is definitely an exciting time 
for you know you know for a lot of players. So uh, let's start with this uh, with the Giants. Expectations for them that are realistic. Well, expectations for the Giants that that's realistic. I think they I think they got a shot to win a division. I really believe that. I think you know it's out of them in Philly. Um, you know, and I think with Daniel Jones getting his contract, uh, I think he's what signed a hundred and sixty million dollars uh, a contract here, getting forty plus this year. Um, I think he has to take the next step to the next level in order for the Giants to be uh, productive. You know, we got Saquon, you know, we got Saquon Barkley back for at least one more year. We got a stout defense that's really good, and we got a really good head coach. So, I mean, I don't think you know uh, the Giants missing the playoffs. Are not competing for a division championship is, is you know is possible. So I'm looking forward to you know you know to, you know you know for the Giants to be about I'm gonna say about 750 on the season, man. Wow! Right, so I can't get past this because you, you said uh, the Giants will be challenging the, the 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 Eagles for the division crown, which means Cowboys. What happens to them? I have no idea, and I don't really care. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm just being honest, you know, I don't. I'm not a Cowboy fan. I'm the, furthest, I'm, I'm, I'm the furthest thing from a Cowboy fan, uh, but I, I will say this: uh, they got they always have a pretty good team. They always have a loaded roster. They and the same thing happens every year. So I can't we can't keep putting the same stock in the Cowboys when they consistently do the same thing every single year with with rosters just as loaded as the previous year. So I mean, you got the wide receivers, you got the defensive backs, you got the you got a hell of a defensive line, you got a hell of an offensive line. You know, you got a decent quarterback. You know, you got a really good running back, as we've seen in the last two years. So they have no reason not to do anything. But year in, year out, they don't do anything. So I'm going with the Giants, and I'm going with the Giants and the Eagles at the top of the NFC East. So I I, I want to make sure that I'm not misquoting you. That, that a couple of weeks ago you were on ESPN Radio, just to you know put mm-hmm. put a bow on the Cowboys conversation. Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. uh, backup quarterback at some point in his next contract. Okay, so so let me help people on like like understand exactly what I meant. Now okay. that we at this on the radio again, we're gonna take care of it. We're gonna nip it right now. So <laughs> Dak Dak Prescott is a hundred and sixty million dollar contract. Four year hundred and sixty million dollar contract. Us as athletes never think we deteriorate, right? So he has this year and has next year left on his contract. So with that being said, like people forget all the time when Dak went out with his finger when he first signed his contract, Cooper Rush came in killing it. People were wondering whether or not Cooper or Jerry Jones was going to keep Cooper Rush in that position and let Dak earn his job back. People forget stuff like that, but you know, uh, you know, we all people, and I guess we live in a moment. But you know, are the Dallas Cowboys going to bring Dak Prescott back for something that you know, something that Dak does not think he's worth? Or Dak think he's worth more than what they're going to offer? No. As a starting quarterback, and as long as he's starting at Dallas, he's going to demand these big deals, right? So, do you see the cow? Do you see the Cowboys bringing Dak back for another for a third contract of a hundred million dollars plus? Let's I, answer that question. First. I I, th- I think that even if you're not sold on him, what's the alternative? Like you can't turn this thing from we're in the playoffs every year, we're contender to now we have to go out there and find another quarterback and draft. So maybe by just virtue of there being no other option, yes, I think they would have to bring him back. Okay, so they just got a a top a, a top draft pick as who's been sitting yep. as a backup Trey for Lance. whole career. Yep. Right? So you're telling me you wouldn't take a chance on going with him as a starter in 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 the next two years, paying paying him something so minimum that he accepts to sit there for the next two years till Dak is done and take over when when Dak leaves for much cheaper than what Dak is to what Dak is uh, being paid now. I think the conflict there is that they would have to, I think it's at the end of next season, decide on a fifth-year option for Trey Lance, and you're doing that going into a year where Dak is going to be in the final year of his contract if you haven't already locked him up. So you got to pick up a fifth-year option on a guy who's your backup and then evaluate him, even though he's not going to be playing games. So I think it gets a little, it, it, it gets tough there if you're the Cowboys, and that's the, the, the route you go in. 
Okay, so I definitely see that happen. I definitely see them taking that fifth-year option because, again, that fifth-year option on a guy who's your backup is going to be cheaper than anything Dak Prescott, then then, then they can uh, give Dak, Dak Prescott. So why not let that go on? Why not let that go on this merry way and take this guy who's a first-round talent, who's a first-round talent without a real opportunity? He got hurt early on last year, so no one knows really what the guy can do. Mm-hmm. He got hurt like like early on that you know last year, and, and I think he was doing great, you know. So I'd rather take the first you know that 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 fifth-year option with Trey Lance, let Dak walk and save money in a quarterback put and save money in that position. Now, even with, with Trey Lance, I don't think he's even taking that fifth year option. I don't think that next year he's going to be improved enough to get a hundred plus million dollars. I think they save money by letting Dak walk. All right. And where else would Dak Prescott go in the national football league at quarterback to go and start where? I mean, be, it, we'll, we'll see what happens in two years with a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks. We're definitely going to get into this conversation just because I think it's so interesting. Uh, Brandon Jacobs on the line with us. Let's go to the Jets. Uh, is it Super Bowl or bust for them this year? In other words, like if they don't win a championship, it's a failure. How do you view the Jets and their expectations uh, this this upcoming season? I view the Jets as the Jets, to be honest, to be honest with you. The Jets aren't hyping themselves up. The organization aren't hyping themselves. This is it's us, the media, who's who's hyping the Jets up. This 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 this, this hard knock show who's hyping the Jets. It's, it's it's not the team. I think they know they got work to do, and I think they know they got a lot of bright spots on their football team. Um, I, I think they're a pretty young 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 football team. I think they got a chance to be great, but I wouldn't say Super Bowl or bust. They're not that good. So where do you have them finishing this year? You think they make the playoffs, win a playoff game, they get bounced in the first round? What happens with them just, you know, right now? How do you see it unfolding? No, I definitely definitely don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And I think it's going to be really close between uh, second and third in the division. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills, uh, like out of that division. I don't see the Jets making the playoffs this year. Okay, uh, let's finish here. Brian Dable, thoughts on him after year one? Obviously, one coach of the year coming into year two uh, with the guy that he helped groom his quarterback. What do you think about Dable? I think Dable is one hell of a guy, man. I had a chance to sit down and talk with him uh, a couple times this offseason, man, and, you know, kind of sit, sat, talk with him, kind of see what he was thinking and, and, and his goals and admiration for his team. And um, I think he got it figured out. I think he got it figured out. I think he knows – you know, he's in the, 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 the driver's seat of one of the greatest franchises in, in the National Football League. Um, he's done a lot of great things last year in his first, you know, in his first year uh, with a with a new team, a new regime. Uh, and I think that is only going to get better from here on out. And I think, you know, and I think Coach of the Year last year, and I'm going to go ahead and give it to him again this year. Wow, how about that? Well, Brandon, I appreciate you joining the show. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you most Sundays throughout the season. Uh, We'll be on this Sunday at 11 a.m., going till 2 o'clock. Should be a fun one. Should be a fun season. Appreciate you hopping on the show today. No problem, brother. I'll I'll see you next week. And Brandon's going to be busy, man. He's going to be with us from 11 to 2. He's got uh, ESPN Radio National from 4 to 7, so he's going to be putting that work in on Sundays. And so I'm looking forward to, you know, hanging out with him. It should be a fun ride. 800-919-3776. Let's go back to your phone calls. Bobby is in Long Island. What's up, Bobby? Yeah, hi. How are you? Uh, Listen, um, I agree with with Jacobs. The Jets uh, should go after Evans. Um, because their wide receivers, I know he brought in two guys in the package. That all three of them haven't won a playoff game in the last two years. Mm-hmm. One is old, and the other one drops a lot of passes. And the guy they got brought from Kansas City is injury prone. Miko so Harmon, really yeah. So uh, Lazard, Cobb, and, uh, and Harmon, yep. Yeah, I think they really need a second receiver. When, when Evans would be a perfect compliment like he was with Godwin in Tampa Bay. A deep ball threat. You know, Wilson's not really a deep ball threat, but he could be. But he'd be a perfect compliment. And I, I think that um, they could get him for a second rounder because Evans is an older player. He gets hurt a lot. So I don't think, and they just don't have a first rounder if Rogers plays 80% of the games. Yeah. So I, I, would make trade, I would make that trade in a heartbeat. I know the Jets are one of the teams that are interested because I saw it in the Yeah, he has sports. to become available. And the, the de- appreciate the call, Bobby. The deadline on a contract for him, you know, per, I believe it was Schefter who reported it, uh, per, reported this. 
uh, over the weekend, it was the first game of the season. And he's going to table any talks of a contract extension if it does not happen at the start of the season. So if things go south, no pun intended, with the Buccaneers in that division, he can be had at the deadline. Looking at him and Devontae Adams, this is a team that's all in on the season, all in on this quarterback. And when Rodgers forfeits all of the money that he did, it creates some flexibility for you to go out there and add some pieces at the deadline. And we know Joe Douglas is no stranger to that. We saw them at at, uh, Jay Ajayi. At the uh, at the trade deadline in 2017, Dave's in Brooklyn wants to talk. What's up, Dave? Hey, Ty, how you doing? Doing well, man. What's going on? Listen, um, I, you know, I'm a Jet fan. I've suffered through decades of misery, and I'm very pe- pessimistic about this season because in the NFL, consistency and uh, stability in your franchise historically is what wins. Now, Tom Brady goes to Tampa, they win a Super Bowl, but that's that's an outlier. That's Tom Brady, the greatest yeah. his, you know, quarterback in the history of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you this team, you can't throw together a young, young team with a young coach, a new offense, an aged quarterback, and just expect success. Like, talking about a Super Bowl, that, that's insane. You can talk about a Super Bowl if you're the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. Teams that have been building or have been to the Super Bowl or have gone deep into the playoffs, not, I, I don't know what percentage of this roster hasn't even been to the playoffs, but to think that the Super Bowl comes into Jets fans' minds is just mind-boggling to me. And you touched on it earlier when you were saying this is what the Jets fans are conditioned to. I think we're in for a rude awakening, especially with Kansas City, Philadelphia, and Buffalo three of, in three of the first six games. I mean, this is this is going to be an uphill battle. I think we should shoot for the playoffs this year, and then let's talk, you know, going deeper into the playoffs if we make the playoffs this year. Look, and, and you, and I'll, I'll give you more. I appreciate the call, Dave. It's uh, starting with Buffalo, then you go to Dallas, then you're home for New England, a team you haven't beaten since 2015. Then you play Kansas City, the defending champions, before playing Denver. Who knows what will happen with Russell Wilson now that he's teamed up with Sean Payton. And then you play the Eagles, who you've never beaten in your franchise history. So it's a gauntlet of a of a, of a stretch for the first six games. I think the like if you if I want to sell you a little bit on optimism, what you look ahead to is like everyone keeps talking about it in the reverse direction. Like if things go poorly, you could be two and four. Like if things actually go well and you're four and two through the first six games, I don't know how realistic that is, but let's just say it happens and you've gotten through the toughest part of your schedule, ha- having not really played a lot in the preseason, new roster, or, or not new roster, but like new offense with the signal caller and added some weapons. If you can get through that, the, the first six games, you'd sign up for three and three in a heartbeat. But four and two makes you feel like, all right, we, we've, we are in a place that you could say the team expected to be, but the fans don't expect four and two. If you can get to four and two, you have to be sit feeling like you're sitting pretty going the rest of the way. You have to feel that way. John's in New Jersey. What's up, John? Hey, how are you? So I have three quick hits. A, how you get more sleep. B, a quick statement about the Jets. And three, a quick question about the Knicks. Okay. What do you want to hear first? Uh, sleep, let's just go right? in order. Because you said quick, okay. and we're already 20 seconds into this thing, so it's not all that all quick. Right, but all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So the way you get sleep, your baby's in the crib, right? Mm-hmm. When your wife's asleep, you you throw in a binky or a pacifier. Baby wakes up, throw another pacifier in. I have two grown kids. This is how it worked for me. My first kid didn't sleep. Second kid slept like a baby. Myself and my kid. Why? Because I kept throwing binkies in the in the crib in the middle of the night until my wife flipped over the mattress and she saw 18 of these things in the bottom of the crib. So it'll put you to sleep. Your might, wife might get a little pissed, but your kid won't end up sucking their thumb. And if you buy two of these packs, have them on your side dresser, wake up. Don't worry, honey. I got it. <laughs> Throw them in, and that's it. And then one night I threw in four at a time. And he just slept the whole night, never had a problem since. Unfortunately, unfortunately, tried it, didn't work. What's number two? Okay, number two, Jets. Everybody's saying, oh, they're going to have a disappointing season. They're going to have a great season. 
Let's just see how it plays out. It's better than it was last year, better than it was five years ago, better than it was 12, 10 years ago. Let's just see what happens. I mean, I'm excited. I don't think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but if they end up 10 and 6 or 11 and 6 or whatever that is, I'm fine. I'm gotcha. happy. If they, and, if, even and, if they're even, even. Anyway, the last point is New York Knicks, Julian Randle can't handle the team alone. Julian. They need somebody else. Ju- is, Randall. Who's, oh, Ju- Julian Randle. Yes. Mm. Yes. So his name is no longer Julius. Did he change his name at some point? Julius Randle can't handle the team alone. Well, good thing Jalen Brunson, uh, who is going to be an all-star this year, uh, you signed him last offseason. Well, good thing he's here because Julian Randle won't have to uh, handle the uh, the entirety of the Knicks' offense by himself. 800-919-3776. We wrap the show next on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Bart and Han Show on 98.7 ESPN. What a show. Happy Labor Day to everyone. You're on Eastern Parkway, shaking it, shaking that thing. Shout out to you. Shout out to all the teachers and students going back to school, hoping for a prosperous, successful year. Had a teacher call earlier about, you know, he said something that made me think he was drunk. And I asked him about it. By the way, you didn't mention this to me, Joe. I accidentally earlier called the gong a bong. And now people are thinking that's a Freudian slip. I mean... I can't speak to that, but maybe you want to shed some light on no, that? No, well, I'm not a smoker, so it's not Freudian. It's just, I accidentally said bong. I, I don't know why I had bong in my head. It happens to a, <laughs> the best of us. You know? I had bong in my head. Uh, by the way, Diamond Notes brought to you by London Jewelers. So you had the Yankees win their series this past weekend in Houston. First time they swept the Astros since uh, 2013. So, you know, they were able to get some success now that the games don't matter. Boo-hoo. And meanwhile, the Mets beat the Mariners uh, this past weekend as well. So both locals getting wins, and now they've gone to this youth movement. Uh, they're both off today. Yankees, I think Joe Leo's going to be in the house for tomorrow's game against the Tigers, where you will see the home debut of the young players, Dominguez and Wells. So that should be fun. Meanwhile, the Mets are in Washington to take on the Nationals. That's Diamond Notes brought to you by London Jewelers, the engagement experts. Visit London Jewelers today at any of their seven locations, including the newest location at the mall at Short Hills. Back to the phone lines we go. 800-919-3776. Adam is in Farmingdale. What's up, Adam? Hey, what's going on? Uh, I just want to talk a little baseball here. Um, so, you know, what, what do billionaires love to do? Spend money. They love to make money. Yes. And what do they hate to do? Lose money. Mm-hmm. So what has the owner of the Mets and the whole company that owns the Yankees done this year? They've, like, burned hundreds of millions of dollars, basically, in a losing effort. Now, the owners of the Reds, the Twins, the Orioles, they love New York. Because we pay them to build their farm system, yeah. <laughs> which they did properly, right? Yes. So look at them now. They're in the playoffs, and we're not. So I think the owners of the New York teams need to look in the mirror this year and stop just, like, spending like crazy on free agents. But maybe look to your, your scouts and your systems and figure out what's broken. That absolutely needs to happen. It's a great phone call, and I did the exercise earlier. Right now, of the top ten payrolls, only four of those teams are in the playoffs uh, it's the Rangers, it's the Astros, it's the Phillies, and the Dodgers. Everyone else on the outside looking in, and that is definitely the type of evaluation that has to take place for our teams with the Mets and the Yankees because we've seen it's not just about spending money. You are wasting it away, wasting it. Alessandro is in Connecticut. What's up, Alessandro? Hey, uh, pleasure to be back on the show. Uh, long-time listener back in the day. Uh, I like your show and stuff like that. Appreciate so you. My point is this. My, my point is this, because I, 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 li- I like where you're going. Uh, I believe the last time we were on the show, you know, said, you know, we want to get a tackle, but we're not going to get a tackle. So I want to get Nick Levins. You think a third-round pick is enough for that, Pat? It could be. you got to wait to see what happens with the Bucks. Uh, you know, we expect them to be bad. Uh, my and, point is. And if they are, then yes. I, I don't know. If, well, I don't know what it's going to take. To be quite honest with you, I, I I don't know what the conversations will be between the Bucks and the Jets. But with Evans, you know, looking for a, big, a new contract, if he doesn't get that, yeah, he could I mean, be on the trade. Uh, I think that, that, that that's the way to go. Him, I think Devontae Adams is too much. He got know? a lot of money left on his contract, I, I, and I appreciate the call. I said Devontae. Just you know, everyone 
knows the type of relationship he had with Aaron in, in Green Bay. So naturally, if you see him on the move, on the block, it could it could mean that some type of a, re, a reunion. But I'm with you. I, I think it would be more feasible uh, if both became available for the Jets uh, to go after Mike Evans, who it was in the same situation with Brady in, in 2020, right? A, a new guy coming over to win a championship. This time it would be him going to a new, another team to win a title. Uh, but what a show we had today. Appreciate um, Nick Wright joining the program, going through and enduring the tech issues that Joe Leo set upon us that he was not able to, uh, in a very quick manner, rectify, and he got punished for it with his power hour that sucked. I mean, it was just an embarrassment to the station. And if he gets an email from Winthrop at, at the end of the show that we've decided to go in a different direction, his no his service is no longer needed, it would be very, very appropriate. Shout out to Julian, though. He was awesome today. Uh, Brandon Jacobs joined the program. I'm going to talk to him on Sunday when we debut a new football show, 11 o'clock to 2 p.m. We're going to be on most Sundays when the Jets are not playing at 1 o'clock. They'll get a heavy dose of the primetime game. So what a day. Well, uh, what a day. What a day. Uh, Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to everyone. Ty Butler sitting in for Barton Hahn, signing off 98.7 ESPN. The full lineup returns tomorrow. Full lineup returns tomorrow. Happy Labor Day, everyone. I don't know why I had bong in my head. This is the Bart and Hahn Show on 98.7 ESPN.